0: Into the me, it's Friday the 6th of August. Welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. Tim Gilbert here and Shane Lee. Shane, the AFL business end of the competition. Geelong, I like them. They play tonight.
1: Yep, three big games to look out for this, this weekend. I think Geelong take on the Giants. I think Geelong will put an end to the Giants' season. I think Richmond take on North Melbourne, who have had a really poor season. But I think North Melbourne will beat Richmond. And people would not have said that at the start of the year. And I'm seeing Sydney continue their great form and beat St Kilda. So three big games to look out for, mate. Oh, there's a boil over in
0: there. Today on the show, we have Olympic silver medalist John Stephenson all the athletics on at the moment. It's been brilliant. Brisbane comedian, rugby league loving Shad Wicker as well. Well, what a day it was for the teams. Of course, the Kookaburra's just beaten. They still get the silver medal. The Boomers, well, they're still alive for a bronze and the poor old Matilda's missed out. But the thing that really jumped at me, Shane, was uh, this bronze medal in the decathlon to Ash Maloney. What a performance. Our first medal on the track. And the way that his teammate, Cedric Dubler,
1: helped him was extraordinary and a great Australian story. Mate, a great Australian story, but great Australian spirit. Like, this... The, I was hoping the Olympics would really give people, including myself, watching it, some real energy and, and, and some things to look forward to. This was unbelievable, having your teammates run behind you and push you to get you to a bronze medal. Mate, that's the real... Real great Australian spirit there, and it was fantastic to watch.
0: Yeah, it was enough to bring a tear to your eye. It was extraordinary. He was running there behind him, egging him on, go faster, go faster. He needed to get to a certain amount of points to get the bronze medal. Dubler finished in 21st, but Ash Maloney, uh, the bronze medal, and uh, I tell you what, he'll be thanking him for the rest of his life. It was quite an Olympic, quite an Australian moment that was. All right, on the show today, we have Brisbane comedian all about rugby league, Mr Shadwicker. Love a Friday, absolutely love it because we talked to this man. He is a Brisbane comedian, a very funny man who loves and knows his rugby league better than most people I know. Shad Wicker, how are you?
2: Oh, boys, I'm feeling okay. You know what I mean? Got the uh, government imposed holiday in full swing. Uh, it's so, that's how, isn't it amazing the amount of annual leave we've been getting these last two years? It's just phenomenal. Ooh. There's nowhere to go,
1: but, but you know, it's still nice. Plenty of rostered days off, that's for sure. Now, talk about rostered days off. N- none yet for the Knights. They, um, they look like they're into the top eight now. I think they're number seven for how long we don't know. But uh, they played pretty well last night. Yeah, not bad, especially, uh, I mean,
2: if you were to believe Kevi Walters, they beat a finals football team. I wow. I think is the level of delusion that's going on in the, in the Broncos. <laughs> yeah. the He's had too many shots. It did say. You know what? You know what makes that claim so ridiculous as well? No one has played as many home games in a regular season than the Broncos. <laughs> and yet their win-loss record at home is still less than 45%. So it's kind of... It's a bit rich to try and say you're a finals footy team. But mm. it's, it's interesting to see what the Knights can do when they've got everyone on deck. But at the same time, isn't that the same thing we've said about the Knights ever since they got Ponga and Pierce into the building?
0: That, oh, geez, they're good when they're all together. They did look a little bit different last night, though. And uh, I suppose, uh, you know, one – yeah, one thing, one win does not make a competition, but uh, Bradman Best and and Ponga, yeah, you know, they're just one of those, because we're looking for teams that can just cause some strife, particularly in uh, in September, October.
2: Yeah, but I, again, it is so hard. We've been saying this all year. It is, Bradman Best, unreal. He's played really good the last couple of weeks as well. But, I mean, you did it against the Broncos. And I know, like, it's just hard to see how – that's going to shape up when you've got a team like, you know, when you start moving up into sixth position or even Manly, that's weirdly floating yeah. quite low at the moment. There's, there's three teams in that top eight right now that it's very hard to see any of the other teams in the top eight being able to run a pace with. South Sydney, when they get a roll on, how are, how are people going to keep scoring with them? How's anyone going to get
1: through the classic Melbourne Storm and Manly with Turbo on the field? Just seem like they are at a whole nother level. Well, that's that's going to be the big the big test for Manly comes this weekend against the Storm. Yeah, it's um, a classic,
2: isn't it? It's been a while since we've had like a crazy uh, Melbourne and Manly taking yep.
1: each other on again. It's exciting, I reckon. It's very exciting, and, and Travovitch. We um, I think I spoke about him last week and how good he was with three tries, three try assists. Um, this will see how good Manly is and whether they got the, the impetus to, um, to, to go a lot further than they probably should have at the start of the season.
2: It's all down to defence, I think, for Manly. Yep. It's all just going to be about can people, like, if they have Walker on the field, can they keep cool heads? Because it was pretty clear that after a little bit of push and shove, like that Sharks Manly game, so much, like, so many little biffs going on during the game. I don't think that's going to play well if you go against Melbourne the way they are at the moment. So they'll have to try and keep their heads on them.
0: Do you reckon anyone can beat Melbourne? I, I just unless they get a, a run of injury, they've got all these players back. They just look that good, you know. Craig Bellamy. We've got three fullbacks on the field. Oh no, Craig, Craig, Craig Bellamy. We, there was an old saying in TV: like if the story was ordinary and you had to put it to where you could try and polish a turd. Now he polishes <laughs> football players into superstars. You know, mediocre, moderate guys that just plod along. He turns them into bloody representative players. You
2: know what they are like? I don't know if you guys know much about your NFL, but they're very um, Tom Brady Patriots-esque in that um, rather than it being the halfback being the quarterback, I think it's Bellamy who's who's the Brady in that scenario. And it's like there's a thing in the NFL they call it the Patriot way and it's like all these players Mm. go to play for the Patriots and have this great success when they had that 10-year run. But then as soon as they leave, they Mm. wouldn't be able to replicate it anywhere else. Same with coaching staff. Everyone that leaves the system can't replicate it. And Melbourne had that same kind of awe about them, that the only people that have been able to leave and have huge success really, in my mind, is Cooper Cronk, Yeah, an exceptional person in himself, you know what I mean? So it's it's hard to – it's amazing that we're still sitting here being like Melbourne is the benchmark for so
1: long. (laughs) I know.
2: Crazy.
1: Crazy, mate. There's also an, another all-Queensland uh, match-up match with the Titans versus the Cowboys. Oh, geez, isn't that, isn't that yeah. great? I mean, have, if you're having trouble sleeping, maybe oh turn no, on yeah. that that's
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hey, that's dead. dead. dead I mean, the only exciting thing about that game is that the Titans could keep themselves in the top eight by winning. But yeah. um, they have been falling whenever that opportunity arises. It's like This would be their fourth game where it's been like, win this to stay in the eight, and they've lost all of yeah, the last three. three. So... It'll be interesting to see if they can um, stay in there. But, hey, all the games are still in Queensland, as much as it probably pisses off that Paul Kemp bloke <laughs> on Fox Sports. Uh. You know, I wanted to bring this up because I know that, uh, you know, half of this podcast are fans and the other half, uh, let's just say indifferent to be kind. <laughs> and, um,
0: you've, got, you've got a doll of his and puts pins at it. You just don't like this bloke. Mate,
2: I don't like it because it, I know you guys are across it. This talk of the NRL grand final in Mm -hmm. Brisbane, and his attack on us for shutting down sport on Saturday last week. Can someone, like, give this guy a knock on the head to walk out the front of his house and see what a pandemic looks like? Like, it's like we shut the whole thing down because we got the the Delta variant that has happened down in New South Wales. We decided to nip it in the butt, shut everything down. And uh, I'm sorry if the first person on speed dial wasn't the NRL who has
1: broken the COVID rules we put on them four times since walking into this state. Well, it, well he's the old is the old talk back model is not it um pork you know just go out and say something as ridiculous as you can and get half the people agreeing and half the people disagreeing and you've got got everyone talking about you
2: oh, it's like give it a rest it, like i I love rugby league obviously we're coming here we love to have a chat about it. I love the drama of it, but sometimes it it really thinks it's a lot better than what it is,
0: as <laughs> <laughs> you and I both know shad. So many just do it on purpose. They just pull the pin out of the hand grenade and go... Yeah. I'll, you I'll give you an insight because, you, as you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a Caxton Street rat,
2: always hanging around there. But um, I'll give you a little insight to when the origin came here. Did you know there was only one venue, because they ask the Caxton Street Accord when they put these events on and change it up. So when the Wallabies came and the Rugby League decided to play all at, at uh, Suncorp, only one venue on Caxton Street actually... Gave approval to have the rugby league play at Suncorp. And it was the Caxton Hotel. Every other venue on mm-hmm. Caxton Street, restaurant and bar actually voted against it because they didn't, they saw what would happen now. They so were like, we don't want to get shut down. Mm-hmm. We'd rather it just be played with like somewhere else or no crowds. That's foregoing, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. So it's kind of like this Whoa. rhetoric of us always wanting it no matter what. It's getting a bit thin.
0: Mm. <laughs> like, I reckon I reckon. as we wrap it up, Shad, we'll probably play the grand final on some atoll in the South Pacific, the way we're going. Yeah, yeah, why not? Tonga, ladies and gentlemen, the grand final. Tonga, the king of Tonga will officially open. It. Mate, great to chat. Uh, you get through it. We will talk again next week. Yeah, no worries, guys. I'm just going to watch um, walking on the Olympics. I think. <laughs> good to talk to you, buddy. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, we'll take a good Look at what's happened on the track, in the field. John Stephenson, former Olympic silver medalist, is with us.
1: John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies, and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly won 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Well, he likes to call it
0: John Day because he's got a massive, massive ego. A massive ego. John Stephenson, how are you? It's Olympic time. It's athletics. Yes, it sure is
3: to me and Shane. It's, I was one that did say this, that the Olympic Games will fall flat from a live event, but it will shine as a broadcast event and I think yeah. as viewers, we're seeing that across our television screens. Um, it's been awesome to watch with the swimming in week one and now the track and field stars, the real Olympic starts when the track and field is on the way. So um, it's been nice. to. So much has been happening on the track. So many world records, so many top performances by Australians. Um, it's been
1: really awesome to watch in a time when I think as Australians and even the world community needed something like this. Yeah, well, big time, mate, but I thought it really came to life with with our 800 metre runner, Peter bowle who to <laughs> Mate, he did very, very well to make the final. Did, did he go too hard too early? It wasn't sort of his solo race, was it?
3: Oh, I like to call him Super Bowl or Unbelievable. Yeah, nice, That's nice. how I like to refer to him now, uh, Shane. Peter did exactly what he had to do. And if he runs the same race again today, um, he could possibly win the thing. 800-meter um, running, when you get to that world-class level, it really becomes quite tactical. It was a, it was a horrible race. I mean, they, they didn't make it easy for, easy for one another, you know, Korea led which he normally doesn't do. Rotich got himself in a horrible position four wide around the first turn. Nigel Amos, you he didn't know whether he wanted to take it up or wanted to stay third. It was a very weird race to run. You know, I think if Peter would change anything, we'd be relaxing a bit more down the last hundred meters, maybe to be able to sneak in there for third place. But um he Peter, he's the real deal. Just because he came fourth two days
0: ago does not mean he's not he's not a real contender for Paris in 2024. What about the world records? Um, John, just unbelievable, burning up the track. I it you know, I got and blower straight away to some of the greats of foot
3: hurdling, and one being Felix Sanchez, the one in 2012 in London. Um, he's he, Felix Sanchez is a two time Olympic gold medalist. He was one, speechless, two, pissed off, three, started blaming the spikes of the track guard. It's just ridiculous. It's like, how oh, are these guys right? He goes, John, in that one race, my gold medal winning performance in London would have got me six. In this race, and that shows you how quick they went. Three men went under the world record in one race that has never been done in Olympic history. One man being Carsten Warham ran 45.95. Now, to put that in perspective for you, our Australian Championships in the flat 400 was won in forty-six. Forty. This is equivalent Usain Bolt running eight point nine seconds for the hundred meters. That's how fast it was. And to top it all off, poor guy Benjamin from America came second, breaking the world record by 0.6 of a second, running forty six one seven. Wouldn't you be filthy on life? Wouldn't Wouldn't, you just be?
1: Wouldn't you? What, mate? Yeah. Any other era? Any other era? Right, Benjamin is a superstar. Hey, listen, um. A big thing, uh, for, I know with cricket, right, it was really hard as an all-rounder to get both batting and bowling going at the same time, right? A decathlon, this Ash Maloney, he look like, looks like a real star, but how do you get all 10 pursuits happening at the same time? It's going to be almost impossible.
3: Yeah, Ash's best day is, is, is the first day of his decathlon, and, he, mm-hmm. and we saw him sitting in second place. Um, you know, he's, he's a phenomenal talent. And um, the, because he's so young, the world is oyster. Like, he, he really is one athlete we're going to see progress. And he's one athlete we can definitely put some money behind leading into 2023. It's such a hard discipline. Uh, being good at 10 events, yeah. uh, there was a bit of a joke when we used to run. We used to sort of take the piss out of them, going, They're, 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 they're great at nothing but good at 10 of them. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, that's, right. it, 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 that's pretty harsh for me to say because our Warriors, you know, the decathlon is a, is a hard event over two days. It's very, it's, it's very tough on their bodies. Um, and they, it all comes down most of the time to the 1500 meters. And a lot of these guys are big boys that they are able to throw the shot put and, and also be able to high jump and long jump.
0: So that now Ash Malone yeah. is the real yeah. deal. What about DeGrasse, the Canadian? Uh, we may have mentioned him earlier in the show. Um, he he won that two hundred. He reminds me of you a lot he's just got that swagger you didn't even jump when i went on about the ego at the front you just let that go but there's a lot of the, the sunglasses he's almost got two pairs of sunglasses on his head they look that big he he andre i think you got the similarities because we both got light skin tim and i kind of feel like you're profiling us you know what i mean <laughs> I, I sort of more see no it's got nothing to do with that it's just got more to do with the swagger but i think you need to stop Right where you are, you're kind of offending me now. Like you need to stop, Tim. You know you can't be doing. You're stuff. both up yourselves.
1: <laughs> well, I tell you, I quite enjoyed that the Canadian did get over the three Americans that came second, third, and fourth. Because the, the Americans always, Americans always say Canada's like a loft apartment over a really good party. So it's good to see the Canadians get up. <laughs>
3: no, <laughs> I say that. I've never heard that before, that's bloody brilliant. No, he 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 finally, look, he find, all serious now, he finally got his Olympic gold medal that he's been, he's always been bridesmaid to same Bolt or one of the Americans, he absolutely ran a beautiful race last night in the 200 and he's well deserved, you know, he's only gotten silvers and bronze in the 100 and the 200, you know, there's that famous picture of him and Bolt running down the straight, looking at one another, that's gone worldwide and, and it's so synonymous with Rio Olympics and to see him last night, he executed perfectly, look, the Americans really battled at this Olympics in the sprints, you know, I, I don't know if it's, if it's COVID affected, I don't know if they need the crowd because they're big time performers but mm. um andre degrasse grabbed the opportunity with two hands and even if the americans were on song i still think he wins that race no Lyles tried, but he just was not good enough there's a young kid by the name of area knight who they're yeah, bidding to good. be the next usain Bolt. he looked fantastic he's 17 years of age um you know he the world is his oyster eye if he if he Takes a leaf out of his saying's book. There is no reason why he's not the next sprinting superstar. He did a brilliant interview um, on Channel 7 after mm. his race, which shows he's got a, a lot
0: of personality. Um, he's got a lot of talent. Um, yeah, really looking forward to watching his progression. Yeah, well, we've been watching you on the telly, listening to you on the radio. You've been busier than you've ever been. You've even gotten out of bed before 10 o'clock in the morning. So you've, you've actually been going hard. All jokes aside, John, I love you a lot. Thank you so much for today.
3: You certainly show it in a very weird way, Tim. But anyway, I'm going to take it. Shane, you have a lovely day. Always great talking to you
0: boys. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you today to Shad Wicker and John Stephenson. Thanks to Xblades.
1: Yeah, www.xblades.com.au. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh, will be back Monday with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.